The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100 and get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W Y N N B E. T <laughs> B T. Now play it. Play that theme song for about eight seconds, and I get right into the bottom line bombs. All right. Hello and welcome to week. What are we? Fourteen now for crying out loud. Week fourteen. No, or thirteen. Fourteen. I believe. 14, 15, 16, 17, 14. That's a nice start. <laughs> Week 14 of the NFL bottom line bombs. I'm CJ Sullivan, your host, also giving out picks for the contest. Each week here, I give out picks with bits, five each week, and a lot of bits for a circuit contest. Welcome for people watching on YouTube, live streaming it. Or if you're just listening to it, that's great too. Why am I starting off like this? I don't know what happened. Anyway, I'm here. Um, I'm excited if you are here on YouTube <clears throat> because I fixed the comments where I can see it. I don't have to come around the t- TV. Oh, the producer did, Ryan Kramer. I should uh, give credit to him after he left me in the box. I am the man in the box. I'll give you five new picks this week. <laughs> And a man in a box segment at the end. Uh, that was another cough. I coughed a lot last week. I was told I needed tea. I was told I needed honey. I was told I needed a lot of things. Not the Starbucks, but that's part of the program now. Um, like I said, five picks each week. It's been a bloodbath so far. <coughs> I'm done with Houston Texans. That's for sure. Gave them out again. Again, it was the right side, but I don't care. They outscored Cleveland 14 to 8 on offense. Getting seven and a half. You think that'd be good? Nope. They weren't even close to covering. <laughs> they gave a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, a fumble for a touchdown from one yard out when the guy was Houston was trying to quarterback sneak to so they, so they wouldn't get a safety. And he fumbles it for a touchdown. Then a screen pass pick. Whatever. Lovey Smith is so is so funny. It's so funny how he's the coach. They're getting you know, they're getting 17 and a half this week versus Dallas. I kind of like them, but I won't, I won't give them out. Lovey Smith is so bad. I think the NFL made Houston. They had to have made Houston hire Lovey Smith as a defense for the Brian Flores lawsuit. That's, that's the only logical defense. Brian Flores was the coach of the Dolphins last year. He's now suing the league for discrimination, which I'm sure he's right. It's the NFL. They're very racist. Uh, but so I think the NFL knows that, Hey, we're probably very guilty of this. What can we do? What last ditch effort can we do? Let's fi- let's hire the worst black coach we can think of and make him not <laughs> make him remain the coach of the year. So they pulled out lovey Smith from where was he? Was he in Illinois? Who knows where he was? I mean, he was doing terrible in Illinois here and go coach the worst, go, go, go put on the worst coaching job of all time. That way 
there's no defense how we're discriminatory because you are the worst and you're still the coach. Usually every week, like, well, any given Sunday, they're NFL players too. They get they get paid to play too. I don't think they do. I don't think the professional football players are this team is insanely, insanely terrible. And Lovey makes it worse. All right. I can't stop. I gotta stop talking about I'm, uh, it was a bloodbath. It was another awful week last week. I'm almost, I almost want to apologize, but I also don't because it's, it's part of the process. It's an art. Okay. The bits and the picks are the art. Um, <laughs> Welcome commentators. Eric Casa says you're understanding the, the importance of having a coach whose name we've never heard before. <laughs> I know. I love when owners is like, who's, who's the guy I've heard of? I've seen him before. He was in the Super Bowl. He's got a beard. Get him out there. Um, we are on Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I say that because if you if you follow them, I think they like they like attacking corporate gambling. And uh, this is like an independent, not independent, smaller, smaller uh, company. And uh, I this is where I, I realized this is where I belong. I was read I, I like I like reading other people's stuff. I was reading the Athletic. There's a Guy named Austin Mock. He's got a model. You know, a lot, a lot of people have these computer models, whatever, for picks. And his, he had a bad week last week. And the comment, the comments these people put, like these idiots put on there, I would be fired day one. I don't, I don't know how this guy tolerates. Like he puts up with it nice, like yeah, I probably shouldn't quit after going on three, but okay. The you're fucking. It's enough. Your computer's no better than some street tout in Vegas on the street. What? What are you talking? Street tout. I would tell, I would try to fuck, I would try to kill every one of these people that commented on my thing to remind me. I don't need to be reminded of losing picks. I get it. Okay. I don't even like being uh, corrected when you're right. Like last week, <laughs> I messed up Mike McCarthy and uh, Matt McCarthy in uh, commenter, Chicago, Kevin, Kevin, O. shout out to him. Told me that. Uh, yeah. Matt McCarthy's. I still don't know. Matt McCarthy's the comic. Mike McCarthy's the coach. But yeah. Even though you're right. Fuck you for correcting me. It's a good way to be get ultra defensive. Anyway, we are, but the point is it was a bloodbath, bad couple of weeks. We almost got the quarterly booby prize. So the circuit contest, there's the year long thing, year long standings. And if you can follow me online, CJ bombs, um, the picks that I give out, we're not going to win that. All right. That's, that's just, no one's going to win that. But I mean, somebody eventually will win, but they're hitting like eight, 70, 80%. They also give out for last place. They call the booby prize, but they do it for every quarter as well. And now we're coming up in the last. We almost had the booby prize for the last quarter, but then we blew. We blew it Thanksgiving weekend by having a winning weekend, and because that was when I knew I was supposed to give out losers. So anyway, we're focused in. We're locked in. This the final quarter starts this weekend, so it's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So it's five five weeks for the final quarter, and you can they you know it's. It's big money. It's like one hundred twenty-five thousand for if you win a quarter. So we got to ship out. We got to ship out a five and zero week this week, and I think we're going to. I'm locked in. We're not going to panic like the Titans firing their general manager because AJ Brown embarrassed them. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. You fought. What the fuck are you doing, Tennessee? They fired their general manager after week thirteen. They're they're winning their division. They're going to play. Yeah, okay. You had a bad game versus Philly who happens to be the best team in football. 
And A.J. Brown, yeah, you traded him. He demanded a trade. I love this revisionist history of A.J. Brown. Like, the Titans just hated A.J. Brown. No, he demanded a trade. Well, they weren't going to pay him. And it, it turns out that's what you do. You don't pay these guys. And you find someone to replace them. Now, A.J. Brown's such revisionist history. I wanted to retire a Titan. No, you didn't. <laughs> you wanted to retire. You wanted to retire uh, with $100 million. And that's where, that's where you had to go. You didn't care where it was. But breakups are messy, and you got to pick a side. And I pick AJ Brown's side. So they fired their general manager. That's hilarious. The owner who who traded him? Uh, we did. Yeah, but who actually call, made the phone call? Well, you told me to do it. Now you're fired. I can't have people laughing at me. So anyway, we're not going to panic like the Titans. That's a. I just still can't believe they fired a general manager because AJ Brown scored two touchdowns. Um. Yeah, we're locked in. I'm locked in for this week. You know what happened to me uh, yesterday? I went, I went to Ralph's, which is a grocery store out here in Los Angeles, California. And uh, I, have, I go to the worst Ralph's of all, the rock and roll Ralph's on Sunset. Uh, the parking, lo- parking situation, there's the downstairs parking, which is a mess. It's like a fucking, I mean, it's just traffic everywhere. It's like an N1 mixtape. It's, it's chaos. People are running in and out, jumping on cars. Then there's upstairs. It's nice and peaceful up there. No one parks up there. You go park, but there's the elevator. It's just a one-floor elevator. So I park, I go to the elevator, and uh, there's a woman there and some other guy. And she lets the elevator shut in my face, and they go down to go down to the rounds. She saw me in the face. One of those clothes, like, hey, can you hold the door? And they just stare at you. Ah, you know, they, they fake like they're going for the button, kind of. I don't know what's going on. And then she lets it. That was a bold move on her part because it's not like we we're in some office building going up 30 floors. We're going, I was going, we're going down one floor to a grocery store. So I'm going to be, and which I did, stalking you for the next hour now. Now we're shop, now my shopping list is out the window. My whole mission now is to find you and make it awkward. I'm going down aisles I have n- never been in, I'm in the fucking spice aisle. Soups. I'm acting like I'm shopping for soups. Why? Because she was. I just wanted to know. Yeah, I was. I'm the guy. You couldn't have held the door. Where did you think you were going? We're all in this together now. So that's how we are. Here. <laughs> that's how we are here. Week 14. Um, it was like I said. We're we're past we're past last week. You, you know, I was a bad week last week. All the favorites. Uh, all the favorites hit, which never happens, and no, that's when you know the pub, That's when the public wins. The one favorite I've I gave out tied Washington. <laughs> Hilarious! How do they not go to a, a penalty kicks or something? Washington and Giants. One favorite ties. Unbelievable! I did have the Bengals, so I'll give myself credit for that. My one fucking win. Anyway, all right. Let me do a quick ad read here. Uh, and then we'll go into five bottom line bombs now for the new week here. Week 14. We're going to start this quarter locked in. And then we'll do a man in the box segment at the end. And uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us on YouTube. And around, around, make your comments in there. I should I actually, to engage, you're supposed to ask uh, questions. Like, what, what do you like this week? I don't know. But uh, I like I like when you have jokes. Especially when you have the talented Listeners like I have, like you guys. 
Goss especially. He's, he, he, he ghostwrites half this show anyway, usually. I usually just take his lines. I give him credit. Anyway, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Win bet is now live in a bunch of states that I mentioned before. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, New York, and Virginia. They're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casinos. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Win rewards on win bet. <clears throat> Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? And who isn't, right? Who isn't posting their same game parlays on Twitter? And that's not annoying at all. Win bet's your home for the win bet. Build your own betting. Let you customize your bet you want to make. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash win bet so they know we sent you. At sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet, W-I-N-B-T. You claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state when a play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, but that none of you, that, not, that doesn't apply to any of you guys. Don't worry about that. It doesn't apply to anyone who's listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Or the bottom line bombshell weekly pick on us. You don't have a gambling problem. Someone you might know, though. Someone who, someone who doesn't listen to this show might have a gambling problem because they don't want uh, losing picks with hilarious bits. Anyway, call 1-800-522-4700. That's very, very <laughs> important that you do that. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's, it is kind of hilarious how as gambling getting more legal across the country and now there's more jobs and it's just infiltrating all the, uh, you know, the major sports and shows and they know, they know there's a problem is going to happen. I mean, it, 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 the way they're just, like just shoving it to kids and college kids who are highly addictive and they're going to be, they're, they're, they're all going to get soaked. It's what's going to happen. I was listening to Dan Patrick show recently, like this week. And they do, they do an ad read. He, he tries to soften it up. How, uh, like, like they'll, they'll still take the money for their, whatever fucking site they're doing. And like, but we have a, a soft out where you can, you can put yourself in timeout and, uh, you know, sign up for your, uh, give me, give me a couple weeks off. So I won't gamble this week. If I have a problem, you know, like they're trying to like, they're, they're the good guys with the gambling thing. <laughs> yeah. That, that work That usually works for addicts. Excuse me, Mr. Drug Dealer. I know uh <laughs> I know you like money and I give it to you for an addiction that I have that you provide. But you know, I think it's might be not the best thing for me. So go ahead and go ahead and block my number for a bit, you know. <laughs> oh, this is great. Now I'm getting spam uh <laughs> spam comments. <laughs> um that's probably not great. Girls in your city. Free girls in your city. Good God. Hot singles in your area. At my age, I'm more interested in hot Pringles in my area. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a coffee shot. That's an old tweet. Andy Richter liked that tweet. All right. Let me get off the uh, addict and gambling thing and get into uh, the bottom line bombs. That's great. Um <laughs> Eric Acosta wants to know, is there an over-under on shots of Baker Mayfield on the sideline tonight? That's, uh, <clears throat> if you're listening live now on Thursday, you're probably hearing us on Friday. The Rams played a Raiders. That is funny. Rams playing the Raiders. We're going to get into Carolina later on, who just released Baker Mayfield. And now he's, the Rams only signed him. They said that he might play tonight. What? 
<laughs> I can see like, you know, if you're a running back or somewhere, you don't need to know plays, but I'm pretty sure the quarterback needs to know plays all the plays and Sean McVay, doesn't he have, I mean, I thought Sean McVay had a complicated offense. That was his whole thing. Um, that's how much I think the Rams want to lose tonight. If you want to, I'll give out a side play. Go ahead and play the Raiders tonight. The Rams are like, fuck. Yeah. Put them out there. Who cares? It'll be hilarious. The Rams are now in full on hilarious mode. I can't wait to see Baker Mayfield tonight. Uh, as Kevin O said, he's a commercial actor. Anyway, Kev, Baker Mayfield's a commercial actor. He's not a quarterback, so he'll do fine out here in Los Angeles, but welcome to the auditions. Now, Baker, now you're just one, any one of us grinding. <laughs> Ready to be scumbag. Number two. It's me. Scumbag. Number two scumbag Vance coming at you. The man in the box. Anyway. All right, let's get into it. First, uh, bottom line, bottom man. Jesus Christ. My race in time, but it's fun. Let's see what the clock says. All right. Uh, let's go with the Battle of Ohio. Cincinnati, Cleveland, and the line is five and a half. Cincinnati's favored by five and a half. Um, Deshaun Watson last week versus Cleveland looked awful. Look for Cleveland, looked versus Houston. We gave out Houston, they, but they he looked terrible. Beyond Rossi, he just looked bad. And it's funny because that game was such a disappointment, the Houston Cleveland game, because we thought, like, oh, you know, the 10 victims are in there. I said, make them the honorary captains. Uh, Texan fans are really going to boom. Then they interviewed these Texan fans, and yeah, they were upset at Deshaun Watson, but they were just upset at him for demanding a trade. They didn't even, they barely even knew about it. They knew about the allegations, but they didn't care. Like, oh, when he wanted to demand a trade and get him quit on us, that's what we, enough of him. And then the allegations. Well, I mean, sure. Yeah. That's not good either. And I, I guess there might be some truth to it. I mean, there was 35 of them and Browns fans, you know, they don't care about the allegations, but they just care that he plays bad. It's so funny how maybe this is a strategy Watson is doing to play so bad to have these fans forget all about the, and get more upset about how bad he is. Then with the 35 or 62 sexual assaults, whatever New York Times uh, said it was. Uh, <laughs> so it's not, not the worst strategy for Deshaun Watson. Side note, when I watched the game, I went to, went to a bar last week to watch the Eagles game. I go and uh, next to me was a Browns fan. He was full on Browns gear and he had his dog with him in a Browns jersey. He's a nice guy. He's kind of a douche. The dog was fine. Boston Terrier. He like the pants, the socks, Browns, the whole thing. And he puts the dog on a stool, but then he then he switched stools because it wasn't comfortable enough. Got like a one grabbed the stool from the bar with a back so he could put that on it, which is very LA. Meanwhile, people are having to stand so this fucking dog. And I go, "What's your dog's name? Kozar? I think it's gonna be some kind of Browns name. Now, Crimson. What? Oh, you did you go to Alabama? No. Why? Why would you ask that? Okay. What the fuck is going on? That's Los Angeles sports fan for you. Metcalf something. I don't know. Kevin Mack. Mack would have been a good, great name for a dog. Crimson. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, so they play the Bengals. Battle of Ohio. Like I said, it seems like the Bengals and Browns play each other eight times during the year. This is officially only the second time they've played. But I'm pretty sure they played during the week as well. And just in separate towns in Ohio. Like that's how they travel to each other's place. Like last last time they played, they had to play each other three times. Like 
Akron on Wednesday and Columbus on Thursday. Then eventually they went to Cleveland on the Monday night game, which the Browns won. So this is a revenge game. Eventually it'll be in Cincinnati, but Tuesday, I think they played in Toledo. <laughs> Thursday in Dayton. There's so many fucking towns and cities in Ohio. There's like 55 different cities. Ohio's huge. And they all used to be relevant. They love telling you how relevant they used to be. Now they're all just run down. Yeah, no one comes here anymore. Everyone left and moved. We are poor and desperate. They're America. I mean, they represent America. I don't. I'm not. I don't make fun of any of these cities because they are America. Like they're, we're like when like when people used to love making fun of Detroit. Always cracked me up. Like Detroit's this rundown city. Yeah, it is, but it's also you're next. I mean, this is what our future is. Anyway, so this will be the sixth time I think they're playing Cleveland, Cincinnati, just not in these towns. So they're in Dayton, they're in Toledo. I did shows in Dayton. Uh, it's where the Wright brothers are from, and they did all their stuff there. And uh, yet, their airport is not named after the Wright brothers. What What do you have to do to get an airport named after you? They literally invented flight. A little complicated. Not, not, not a good handle for it. <laughs> Although a lot of people claim the Wright brothers, you know. They're all over the place. It's like, it's like Jimi Hendrix's, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, all the cities just run down now. Now it's like some Chinese bar. But they love telling you how they used to be. Well, in the 50s. Uh, those are cold, miserable places. That's why they have to do these turns. And the, the, the Football Hall of Fame is in Ohio. Canton, horrible town. All these Ohio towns. It is, is the place that decides uh, who our president's going to be every four years. It's, it's pretty great. And all their cops are ex-linebacker state troopers. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. So, Bengals have to win this for Ohio. They're on a roll. The Browns, Deshaun Watson, is he's just so funny. It's funny about the Browns. The, the, the actually the only thing that wasn't that was going decent for the Browns all year was Jacoby Brissett, but that's not fun. Jacoby Brissett's not fun. Watching Deshaun Watson fail—that's fun. That's part of his sentence. He's not allowed to throw a touchdown until next year. That'd be pretty great. Uh, so let's go to Toledo, Cincinnati. What other fucking towns in Ohio? There's so many of them. Awful. But I'll be going back out there, I guess, to Columbus. I don't want to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. College Football Hall of Fame. That's in South Bend. That was in South Bend, actually. And then, like, someone else just took it from them. I, I like those unofficial Hall of Fames. Like, ah, we, we can make a Hall of Fame. Like, the Negro League Baseball Hall of Fame. There's, like, four of those. There's one in Kansas City. There's one in Alabama. I'm like, yeah, nothing's really official. We can have one. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. <laughs> That's, that is the... If nothing says rock and roll like Cleveland, I don't even get into those bits. John Mulaney has the best rock and roll Hall of Fame bit. Don't look up that one. Uh, but anyway, let's give it out. Cincinnati Bengals minus five and a half. I don't want to talk about Ohio anymore. Got uh, Nate. Yes, that was fun. Um. All right, what are we looking at the clock here? Next game is Detroit, Minnesota. We'll stick, we'll stick in the Midwest. 
This is a weird line. Detroit is favored by two and a half over Minnesota. Minnesota is 10 and two and they're underdogs at Detroit. Started off Minnesota minus three and it switched all the way over to this. And I get it. There's just something not right about the Vikings. We don't know what it is. They looked apart. The they're 10 and two. They got a great record. They got good players too. They're, we know they're a fraud, but they're not like, like they're not your standard fraud. Like they're just getting pure luck. They although they are lucky, they actually practice luck. That's what that's what we don't like about these Vikings. Something's just not right about them. And then you ask them, and they're like, "Well, you know, we keep winning, which is fine. You keep winning, which they do, but they win via luck. But then they act like they practice luck. Like, yeah, you know, we just want good fortune. We uh." When they're at when they're at practice, we 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 put their we stuff their lockers with old winter coats with twenty dollar bills in it. You know, make sure you get some good fortune. We have them uh, sidestep puddles just for practice. You know, we cut off uh, <laughs> rabbit's feet from Flint, Michigan. Was that Roger and me? That Michael Moore documentary, the first documentary, was really good. When they're in Flint, about Flint, Michigan, and that woman was just fucking skinning rabbits. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut off this foot. And I'm not, that did not scream good luck. That woman sh fucking <laughs> shedding rabbits and boiling them. But that's what these Vikings are doing. The Minnesota, Minneapolis, Michigan. Is every is everything in the Midwest beginning with an M too? Michigan, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Wisconsin, Illinois. No, in my eyes, everything's begins with an M. Uh, so these Vikings, yeah. So they're frauds. And we're making the Lions. We're even making the Lions favorite over them. But we just don't know what's wrong with them. Like we said, they have good players. Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook. Their defense isn't good, but that's fine. No one's defense is good in the NFL. I actually, actually like you more if you don't. People, teams with good defenses are usually terrible. Like Denver. Denver has a great defense. They're the fucking worst fucking team. So having a bad defense isn't bad. It's like it's like a college basketball team that can shoot their free throws. That means you can't do actual athletic things. Last thing you want is a team that can shoot free throws. Um, so yeah, something's just not right. And it's Kirk Cousins. That's what it is. We just don't like Kirk Cousins. We don't like the looks of him. He even he just he doesn't seem real. He seems like an alien. Like if an alien wanted to impersonate what a quarterback was, like this Christian, he's just he says like you know the whole you like that shit. Like he's just he's just weird. Something's something's not right. It's kind of like that haunted house. You're like why is this house so cheap? Eighty thousand dollars. It's on the hill, sure. And you move in the first night, and the walls are bleeding. Oh, okay, all right. Let's get the hell out of here. And that's what's happened with these Vikings. And it's, it's what's so funny is that they keep winning, and, and they don't care who it is. They'll beat the best team in football, the Bills, on pure luck. And then they'll beat the, you know, Washington the same way, pure luck. Like, like they're just, they, they play luck down to their opponents, which I'm, the way I'm talking, I probably should take them, but it's got to fall apart eventually. The luck, there's because you know why no one gets lucky in Detroit. That's that's my analysis there. The luck runs out in Detroit. You go to those casinos. Those oh man, Detroit, Michigan casinos are brutal, absolutely brutal. Speaking of luck, they do not want you to win. You can't argue your way out of anything. 
doesn't matter. All right, let me get out of this. Uh, so we're going to give out a second and bottom line bomb. Uh, Detroit minus two and a half versus those frauds, Minnesota detonate it. I don't know how they won. I don't know how they won last week. I had to, obviously I had the Jets last week. They just keep doing, keep doing Minnesota things. Anyway. All right. Let's get on to, uh, I'm supposed to do another break. Oh, we're out of ad reads though. I'll do my own personal ad read. How about that? <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll read some comments and I'll do some plugging. If you have a gambling problem, follow CJ Sullivan on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken with a bunch of underscores. Listen to my other podcasts as well. Blackout Diaries with Sean Flannery. It's a drinking storytelling podcast. Very funny. Uh, true drinking stories <clears throat> from comedians and non-comedians alike. This week we have Crystal the Pistol. She tells a hilarious story about breaking a toilet at the Burrito Pals in Chicago. Late night food. It's a late night food episode. Everyone loves a late night food episode. What are some of your favorite late night foods? We break down the diner grill in Chicago. Legendary. Um, anyway, that's my ad breaks. Let's get into it. Kirk Cameron Cousins, says Erica Costa. Yeah, that's uh, Kirk. <laughs> you know what's funny? Kirk Cameron, of course, growing pains. Teen heartthrob. Crazy ass Christian now. Like, 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 uh, Acosta you on the streets, if you will, Eric Acosta, uh, with propaganda and literature and just, you're going to burn in hell if you don't serve Jesus, that kind of Christian. And that's what cousins is too. And you don't, you don't like it. They have that smile. They're handsome, but there's just something really weird behind the, those eyes. The, I have bodies buried. I wear sweaters. Anyway, sweater with the collar showing those guys are fucking crazy. And we don't not cool. Anyway, I got to get off Kirk Costa. And he's actually playing really bad. He's actually, he is actually the reason, if you look at his advanced numbers, which I don't. But I've been told that's what it is. Anyway, let's get on to the next game. Uh, I gave out Detroit minus two and a half, Cincinnati five and a half. Now we're going to go. We got to take a dog. This is my only dog. This is so bad of me. I can just see why it's bad. Last week, all the favorites covered. I gave out all dogs, except for Washington. So this week, all the dogs are going to cover. I'm giving out pretty much all favorites, except for my one dog. And this is it right here. Miami versus the Chargers. Miami is favored by three and a half. Uh, it's at night. It's in LA. Three and a half. That's why I like it. I like getting three and a half. We're going to take the Chargers. It's a, and it's a, you know, buy lowing. We're buying low on the Chargers. Although we're kind of selling low on Miami as well. That's why it's only a difference. Chargers, the Chargers, every year the Chargers do this shit. Like, what are they? They're so confusing. We're not confused. I mean, they, they're consistent. They're consistently absolute mad. They're just maddening. They had a chance to get back in the playoffs, and they they were terrible last week versus the Raiders. They were lucky to be only lose that game by seven. Anyway, but now they're at home. It's Tua versus Justin Herbert. That's the new hot sports take, dumb sports radio argument. Now they love doing Tua versus Herbert because they're both they're both drafted in the same uh, class, top ten, or whatever, and. Initially, it was Miami should take Herbert because Herbert's a better quarterback. And Herbert's only a better quarterback than Tua if you watched the games they play every Sunday. 
if you watch them play football, you're sure, oh yeah, Justin Herbert's better. But if you want to do a hot take sports thing, then you can say two is better because they win games or it's ridiculous. So they make up things. So they want to make up things of why Herbert's not better. I mean, Her- Herbert's better than in every facet of the game he does. His arm, all, all the talents, blah, blah, blah. He's not, you know. They want to turn him into Jeff George, who was extremely talented, but he wouldn't, wouldn't win games until he got to a team that was good and they won with Minnesota. Jeff George, by the way, he just they kept shipping him to different teams. What did he do? What could he possibly do? Like, oh, he's a terrible locker room guy. What could he possibly be doing in a locker room <laughs> where they didn't want his arm? He'd throw 70-yard laser beams. Just do old fucking juvenile pranks. Like, we just can't take we can't take these hot feats anymore. Anyway, Justin Herbert, clearly better than Tua. But that doesn't mean the Chargers are gonna win, obviously. But idiots like to think the better quarterback's going to win, like they're starting pitchers. Trent Dilfer is better than Dan Marino because he won a Super Bowl. The take this week was Justin Herbert's just a social media quarterback. That's what they. That's what someone on Fox Sports said or something. What? The fuck does that mean? <laughs> like he's po- like he's posting his own clips. Justin Herbert just goes in the backyard. And then, you know, makes amazing throws and edits it up on GarageBand or in shot. It just, (laughs) it just, (laughs) it just posts fake, like dude, perfect shot videos. What are you talking about? He's a social media quarterback. You mean he plays football in the NFL and then social media takes highlights from what he does because they're good plays and it goes viral because people like talented plays. Yeah, you don't see Tua doing any of those things that stand out on social media. Towel snaps is Chase Bentley. <laughs> Towel snaps is what Jeff George did. Yeah, the fucking shenanigans. Eighth grade pranks. We just got to get you out of here, Jeff George. Towel snaps is a homoerotic prank, right? For sure. We'll deal with the boys in the locker room. All those movies in the locker room, just so many towels. That's what I was always jealous of. Towels around the waist and hair, snapping, just towels. Love a good towel. Um, Tua, yeah, there's something about Tua. And I have nothing against him personally. He seems like a good guy. And I, I kind of feel bad where he was like, well, not bad that he admitted that he was doubting himself. Everyone doubts himself. I guess except for psychopaths. I love that uh, imposter syndrome. If you don't have imposter syndrome, you're a fucking sociopath. Who, why, why would you think you deserve any of this? Anyway, that might be more about me. Um, but Tua's passes, they just repulse me. Just looking at it repulses me. I don't know if it's the left-hand thing. Someone said it's, it's like he's throwing a a waterlogged Nerf football or something. Like a fucking, just a medicine ball. He puts all of his effort in for it to go 30 yards. I hate it. And he has the best receivers of all time. <laughs> Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle running around. Taking a five yard slant, 90 yards. Oh, that two is amazing. I just can't even look physically repulsed. It really, I don't know what it is. It's like a tomato for me. I hate tomatoes. I just don't like the texture of it. I'm weird. I don't mind sauce and ketchup. People eating tomatoes. Like when people eat tomatoes like an apple, I'll I'll call animal control on you. That's disgusting. What are you doing? 
those wet seeds sliding around. Someone doing it in Chicago. People that eat fucking fruit and shit on a train. Like, it's all pornographic. Like, oh, they just exactly. What are you doing? Throw a net around that person. Someone put a fucking dart gun in this. <laughs> you need tomatoes. You belong in a zoo. That's what two is. Two is a tomato for me. So they, uh, they're playing in the ch- Chargers, in the Chargers, at the Chargers at night. Miami rules, says uh, Arthur with Wicks. You know, they, 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 uh, they're a very surprising team. And, I like, and their coach is funny. He looks like the rapper Logic McDaniels. Mike Berger, Marcus Driggs, shout out to him. He's a Dolphins fan. He, he said the, beauty, the genius of the Miami Dolphins logo and their helmet, I don't know if they've changed it, is that it's infinite. Because the helmet, the helmet, the logo of the Dolphins is a is a is an actual dolphin wearing a Miami Dolphins helmet. So inside that helmet is another Miami Dolphin wearing another helmet, and it goes on and on and on to infinity. So that's fun and absolutely ridiculous. They kind of change it. Then then they'll change the dolphin to wear a throwback helmet, like he's an old CTE dolphin. <laughs> A leather helmet dolphin. Put some tune on that one. So they're a little weird. So they've been out. They played uh, Dolphinity. Since it is to Dolphinity and beyond. They're gonna feel like they've been in Dolphinity as they're in California. They've been. They played San Francisco last week. They lost. Tough game. And then they did a classic thing. Like yeah, yeah, we're just gonna stay out in California. Maybe take the take the coast down. Take a nice drive. It sounds like a good idea. It's a beautiful drive. Best drive in the country, probably. Pacific Coast Highway, whatever it is. Take that down. All the way down. Wine country. Stop in Bakersfield. <laughs> Shout out to Bakersfield. I just did a show there. That's Trump country. But they're good people. They treated us well. Um, now they're down in Los Angeles. Now it's, getting, now it's going a little long. Their vacation in California. Now you're going to realize, yeah, maybe we need to get home. Now you're seeing Tent City in L.A. You're stepping over homeless people. My buddy Adam Burke was out here, and he, I, he wanted to go to In-N-Out. That's his thing. People want to go to In-N-Out when they come out here. And he's like, what's the animal? I'm gonna explain. I mean, it's tough. We got to explain how to order things. Make sure you get the fries. Well done, or you're going to hate them, blah, blah, blah. Animal stuff. We were walking towards an In-N-Out burger, and uh, I'm trying to explain animal style to him. He goes, what's animal style? And... The gods blessed us. We looked down right to our right was a homeless guy jerking off in a sleeping bag ferociously right next to us. We like I literally had to step over it. Timing could have been more perfect. And I go, that's animal style right there. But um, bump, mic drop. Great laugh. Anyway, he'll be a guest. Not Adam Burke, that homeless guy. Um, so the dolphins are going to find out what animal style is by hanging. They've been hanging out in California way too long. It's going to be time to get home. We're going to take the Chargers plus three and a half, detonate it. Also, I don't want to hear your in and out is overrated uh, takes on here either. I don't care. Everything's overrated. Anytime you're going to talk about a burger place, it's going to be overrated. Burgers are always just burgers. So, yeah, they're all good. They're all bad. Whatever. In and out. You know why people don't like in and out? Because the line is long. The line is like, uh, it's always like 20 minutes. The cars are around the corner, like Field of Dreams. But they do it now. They uh, 
They do. They run a good assembly line. They know what they're doing. I used to hate lines for anything. Like I, I'm not waiting in line for anything. What is this? Russia? I'm not going to wait in line for bread. It's America. We have so many options. Now, as I get older, I like lines. It's something to do. We, speaking of burgers being overrated, we want to, we went across to Santa Monica, which is across town, like way across town, 40 minutes for a, for a premiere of a burger. It was this burger place, <laughs> huge line. And we we're excited. Yes. This will take up our entire fucking night. This is great. It's something to do. I got to the front of the line. I went, I went to the back again before even ordering. I needed, I wanted to break another 45 minutes off. That's the definition of LA. I'll drive across town for a premiere of a burger, but I won't go 15 minutes for our friends, like one man show or something. Any show. I'm, I'm, I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not going. Are you fucking crazy? Oh, there's a new, there's a new uh, brick and mortar burger place from that, from the old pop-up. Where is it? Santa Clarita. I'll go. Speaking of Erica Costa. Um, and then speaking of California, we're going to move on to the next game, which is San Francisco versus Tampa Bay. Another high profile San Francisco 49er game. This is a fun one. This is uh Brock Purdy versus Tom Brady. <laughs> and that is uh that's how there's some, that's how they're, that's how they're billing this one. And Brock Purdy is favored by three. And a half. this goes back to the two versus Herbert thing. It's not quarterback versus quarterback. It's the teams. And Tampa Bay is awful. The only, the only reason why this line is only three and a half, it's three and a half, is because Tom Brady had another miracle, absolute miracle, Monday night win. And the guy, it's Tom Brady, it's so inevitable. Yeah, well, he had three points before, before five minutes to go. Is that Tom Brady too? I think that's more Tom Brady. And then Dennis Allen and Mark Ingram. Everyone makes fun of Mark Ingram for running out of bounds, which was bad. He ran out of bounds with a yard short. But then to punish him, I think, the Saints coach, Dennis Allen, he throws like a slant pass on a four, and then he punts the ball. What are you doing? Well, I just wanted to make sure everyone saw that Ingram went a yard short. So I, I should have punted right there. Should have punted on third and one at that point. I mean, Raheem, who's the, who's the fucking Tampa Bay coach? Todd Bowles. Oh, Bowles, Bowles, Todd Bowles. He could join the Lovey Smith, uh, <laughs> NFL defensive lawsuits too. I, he can't believe they won it. He was trying to lose. He was punting the ball. He was punting the ball with like six minutes ago down two touchdowns. What are you doing? I don't know. I, maybe they'll punt it back to us. That was their strategy. Punt it to them. Maybe they'll punt it back. And they did. Amazing. So now we got Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy because Jimmy G got hurt for the Niners. So they have Mr. Irrelevant, Iowa State rookie Brock Purdy, a quarterback who didn't look bad last week. Which is funny because uh, so, so you have two different stories of this with Brock Purdy. They're trying to hype him up in the reports. Like, ah, talk to his teammates at Iowa State. They said they would die for him. What? Yeah, they're 19. All these all, all college idiot players will die for their quarterback because they're fucking, they're so excited to be young and in college. <laughs> he's not that. He's Mr. Uh, whatever. But he's fine. He's an NFL fucking player. He was a good quarterback at Ohio State. He's good. He's not great. But Jimmy G wasn't great. Most times when a quarterback gets hurt and a backup comes in, NFL coaches freak out. They act like this person 
<laughs> got this job through like a theme writing contest or something. Like he's a he's an NFL quarterback. Why let him throw the ball? Like, no way. Just hand the ball off. Don't fuck this up. Like they're terrified when a backup quarterback comes in. Like he's a quarterback. He's played football his whole life in that position. Well, like how do he get the job? He well, did he win a, a raffle? They're like, oh God, not him. How, why, why is he on the roster? He's my girlfriend's son. I told him we'd give him a job, and now he's our quarterback. We're fucked. So that's why when backup quarterbacks come in, they're usually so much worse because the the coaches don't let them play. Give him a shot. But with Tampa, with uh, San Francisco, on the other hand, it's different because they actually hated their starting quarterback, ownership, and coaches. The players don't. But the coaches hated Jimmy G. They tried to get rid of him. Then they kept him just out of spite, just so he'd have revenge games against himself. And so then they didn't want him to look good. He hasn't looked great all year, but he's won games because the Niners are good. And now that he's hurt, like, finally, let's get out the real playbook. And then Purdy gets the real playbook, and he throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so now... uh so now I think this, this is the only time where a backup quarterback is going to help San Francisco because finally the coaches are on board. Well, we normally we don't do this, but here's the real plays, Brock. We gave Jimmy G the fake throw interception plays. So I like, uh, I, like see, I, I mean, this line being three and a half is hilarious. Just so let's open up the playbook real quick. Some comments. The Bucks win games the same way. Average Joe's gym. <laughs> Average Joe's gym won dodgeball. Nothing but disqualifications and comedy. <laughs> uh, I like a good dodgeball reference. That's from Erica Costa. Ken Barnard says, Girlfriend's son is a great fantasy football team name. Girlfriend's son. Also, Creedence Clearwater Revival song, if I recall. It's a good t-shirt, at least. Speaking of which, where's Ryan Ridley? Um, he's exactly where we need him. Not here giving comments about fucking independent movies. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I, I can't believe how the Bucks won that game. <laughs> I like a good disqual a disqualification win is great. Hold on, hold everything. Anytime, anytime there's a scene in a movie where they're opening up a role playbook, the actual book here, you'll see right here. Nothing says a dog can't dunk a basketball. Uh, so we're going to go with Brock Purdy. That's a fucking weird name to him. Purdy. He must've gotten shit for that, but apparently they love him. And, uh, and coaching management does San Francisco minus three and a half against the horrendous Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. Before we get to that, let's do a quick drink from not sponsored Starbucks. Since Ken Barnard joined us. I'll recap uh, in a second here. It was. It was Cincinnati minus five and a half, Detroit two and a half, Chargers plus three and a half, Niners minus three and a half. <laughs> and now we're going to Seattle, Carolina, the last game in Seattle, home of Starbucks. Ken Barnard said that when I said I'm going live, he said, oh, he made fun of me because I'm always late and he waits for iced Starbucks coffee to uh, be delivered to me, which I know it's not professional and I do have an, it's my ritual now. I'll give you a little inside baseball, but the sports gaming podcast network where I record here live. I got my prism sports shirt, by the way, for YouTube prism sports for any Philly 
Shout out. Prism Prism was the Philly uh, HBO growing up. Didn't really have the HBO movies, but it also had Phillies, Flyers, and Sixers. So real Philly parents would get you that channel. But also had Emmanuel at night. So that was saucy as a kid. Emmanuel in space. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Starbucks is across the street. And at parking lot, you're allowed to, not allowed to park there, but you can park there all day. They're not going to, there's one security guy. He's not there to, he's not there to ticket you that. He's there to make sure no one breaks in your car. So I go in there and that's the ritual. I get the Starbucks and I leave the car there. I learned that the hard way when I got a parking ticket by not parking at Starbucks lot. So now I drink this iced coffee like a woman. Um, like I said, I'm new to the Starbucks game as well. Got coffee late in my life. Got Starbucks late in my life. And I, I guess I was in denial with some of those drinks. <laughs> like I was drinking the, uh, the seasonal one is the ice sugar almond, la- almond milk latte thing. I get whatever's on the poster. I don't know the orderings either, but whatever's on the poster, I'll, I'll point at that. Whatever that new flavor thing is, give me, let me try. And they're all great. So I started drinking those and getting addicted to those. And I told you I, last week they made a mistake. Gave me one hot, one iced. I kept them both, drank them both. That was a mistake. And it says like 150 calories. I'm like, I better look up the other nutritional value. 27 grams of sugar. A pop. I'm knocking out 56 grams of sugar. That's not good. So I'm off that. I'm off, I'm off, I'm off that. I, mean, I, I had to stop. Dear Lord. I mean, and I knew deep down that it wasn't going to be good for me. I just didn't want to look. Like, <laughs> even as an adult. Yeah, just don't look it up. It can't be bad for you if you don't know. Just do ignorance. And that's what I'm doing with Seattle. Just being ignorant. They're the king of Starbucks, right? I was just up in Seattle. I was up in Tacoma. Seattle Airport, Tacoma did comedy up in Tacoma. Shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, they take the Starbucks seriously. And sub, there was a sub pop. Speaking of Chase Bentley out there, are my band and the cost, a, lot, a lot of band guys out there. That was funny seeing sub pop in the airport. I'm sure that's what those guys envisioned. The famed <laughs> record label that have Nirvana and all those guys in the airport. People are buying fifty dollars sub pop t shirts. That's 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 pretty cool. That's what alternatives all about. Grunge, nothing like marketing grunge in the airport and Starbucks. Someone wanted to laugh. Starbucks went corporate. Oh, did they? Did they go corporate? Yeah, they run the world. Anyway, um, so they are at home playing Carolina, the home field advantage for Seattle, the twelfth man. That's the thing. You go up there, you see their practice bubble, and it's just 12 everywhere. 12. Like they love that 12th man because their fan is so loud up there in Seattle. They believe that shit. If I was a ref, I'd, I'd flag them every play, every play. You have 12 men on the field. Where? They're right here. Don't you hear them? It's like another man is on the field. You're the 12th man, which is misogynistic, by the way. You have some women up there. Yeah, but they're not as loud. Um, Actually, they are allowed. That'd be great if the ref flagged for 12, man. You, you guys want to call yourselves that? It's like the uh, ownership in Green Bay with the fans. They own the team. Okay, well, buck up because we owe Aaron Rodgers $60 million. Everyone got your shareholders things? <laughs> We're going to try to buy them out. So Seattle's at home versus Carolina. Carolina, I was fans of them with Steve Wilkes. Like I said, they're to lean on me. Steve Wilkes, is, he looks like Morgan Freeman. He's crazy Joe, turning that school around, just fucking trading away players, 
kicking out kids. McCaffrey and Billy Ray. Not Billy Ray. What was the fucking, what was the white guy's name? Kid Ray. And lean on me. Anyway. Uh, they're back up in Seattle. Soccer fans up there as well. When I was up there in Seattle, Jesus, they love soccer. Portland and all that Pacific North. The whole Pacific Northwest, it's it's beautiful up there. I'm not saying anything bad about Pacific Northwest. It's some of the most beautiful country that we have. It's gorgeous. The people, I don't know about the people, though. They think they had built this fucking Utoria. Euphoria. Utopia. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan Ridley. Um, yeah, they think they, they have their own like bubble, this utopia up there that, that don't belong to the rest of the country. And their whole soccer thing, it just seems fucking not fake. It's not fake. They definitely believe in this shit, whatever the hell it is. It's just very misguided. They wear scars. They get into it. So they're in a fervor, they're in a fervor, a fervor, a fever, fervor now. The World Cup going on. They're the only ones still watching the World Cup. Once America got smoked by the Netherlands, we all bowed out, wiped our hands clean, like, whoo. Well, that was that was kind of embarrassing. Now that I think about it, that we got into soccer like that. But <laughs> all right, we'll come back again in four years, I guess. That, that was a great thing about Amer the World Cup and the soccer. Like, it's fun, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna root against country, we support it, I hope they win. But as soon as they lose, no emotional ties whatsoever. Thank that is done with. <laughs> Good Lord. I said that about baseball. It's like you're having an affair. You know, you know <laughs> after you have an affair, you have that guilt. Like, oh God, well, I have a family to go home to. What, what was I thinking? It was soccer. I hope football doesn't find out. You're not gonna be you're gonna be cool about this, right? Soccer, you're not gonna. Tell football I was watching you in the morning, right? I'm out in a bar at six in the morning. What am I doing? I gotta get a hold of my life. But Seattle, they're still watching. They care what happens to Portugal <laughs> and Morocco. <coughs> I gave up on trying to figure out that offside rule. I watched I watched the US Netherlands, whatever. And the US goal that they scored to make it two one, the guy there's a picture. The guy's way off sides where the ball, ball goes to him. And I took a picture of it. And I put it on Twitter. I'm like, I, I'm just never going to learn this offside rule. And I'm fine with it. That's actually the key to, to enjoying soccer. You just have to know you'll never understand the rule. And it's kind of liberating. But I put that picture up there. And of course, people wanted to try to explain it to me. They always do. But it changes. It's subjective. That's what's so funny about the soccer offside. It's subjective. I'm like, okay, this guy's offside. I get it. The ball, you, you can't be past the defense, which whatever. There's just draw a line like hockey. Don't make it subjective. But okay, you don't want to do that. You want to do your fucking thing with the, the, you can't be past the defender with the ball. Okay, this guy's way past the defender. Why is this not offsides? And I get to explain, well, it, <laughs> he wasn't relevant to the play. Relevance? I mean, he's not relevant. He's going towards the net. He's the guy who wound up scoring the goal. Yeah, the ball didn't go to him, but the guy who went to pass it to him and he scored. Yeah, but he wasn't relevant at the time. Then he became relevant. Okay. Lord. They, 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 I, I mean, I do enjoy that about soccer, how they make things up as they go on a world stage. <laughs> so I have to give them credit for that. That's kind of funny. There was that Japan-Germany goal. I don't know if you see that. The ball was out of bounds. The ball was clearly out of bounds. And Japan got kicked it back in and they scored. They called it no goal. They reviewed it. 
the 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 rules like experts like yeah that's clearly out of bounds you can see the ball's out of bounds and it was but then they're like yeah you know what since the ball is a sphere <laughs> a ball if you will <laughs> like the bottom of the ball was touching out of bounds but the the realm the realm of what it would have been was actually inbounds if you drew a, if you draw an imaginary line the ball's inbound what it's a ball there's a reason why if you're not kicking a square so they just made that roll up and decided Germany's world cup fate again pretty funny it's like they it's like they have something against Germany what did Germany ever do to the world <laughs> not to quote a norm mcdonald's hilarious joke um so yeah where, where, where was i oh yeah seattle seattle still watching the world cup <laughs> and we'll watch a little bit of it i guess but not this weekend because they are hosting carolina panthers seattle minus three and a half we're gonna detonate that final bomb bomb it okay there, here we are. Let's recap real quick the bottom line bombs for you oh, for week 14 NFL circuit contest picks. Oh, man, we're getting late. Then we'll do a man in a box. <clears throat> like we said, new quarter starts. The final quarter of the season, weeks 14 through 18, is its own separate thing. We can, we're going to lock in like I was locked in at Ralph's when that fucking bitch didn't hold the elevator for me. Um, an hour of not shopping at Ralph's, just trying to find this woman and make it awkward. Yeah, I want soups now. All right. Five bottle line mom. Cincinnati minus five and a half in the bottle, the Battle of Ohio's as they play the Browns for the 19th time this year. This one in Dayton or Toledo. Uh, Detroit minus two and a half versus the Fraud Vikings. Um, Kirk Cameron Cousins, as Acasa said. LA Chargers plus three and a half versus Miami. Uh, Tua the tomato Too long in California Welcome to the homeless scene San Francisco minus three and a half Versus Tom Brady Purdy versus Brady And Seattle minus three and a half Versus Carolina They say yeah I was just told You don't An old saying You don't You don't, go, you don't get rich betting the NFL Laying three and a half But for some reason I like those two lines Those are two Way too short lines It's funny with gambling and, and the NFL, I would rather be minus four than minus three and a half for some reason. It's just, it's scarier to be being laying three and a half than just four. Four, you're like, ah, whatever. When you're laying four, you think they're going to win by a touchdown or not. When it's three and a half, like, you know they're only going to win by a You just know they're going to win by a field goal or lose by a field goal. All right, let's get into uh, Man in a Box. Like I said, Man in the Box is a segment I'm supposed to be doing naturally, not just forcing it. I already talked about that grocery store elevator. <laughs> that really upset me yesterday. It almost became a Man in the Box segment, but I opened up with it. But I want to get to, I want to, I want to talk about how I got fooled by a deli. You ever get fooled by a place? Delis are a dying art. You know, good deli sandwich. They don't, they don't exist anymore, especially the corporate ones. The corporate ones came and took them over, but like, I don't know. I like a good deli. Those are my new dive bars. Now I stopped drinking. I used to love a good dive bar. I still do, but now, now I search delis like I search dive bars. There was one in Chicago I kind of liked. It was called New York Deli. There's a lot of keys to having a good deli. If you go in a deli and there's a kid 
playing chess or checkers or something like that, that's a good that's a good sign. I like that. That's a good sign for a deli. There's always got to be someone reading a paper by himself, by themselves, no, maybe a drink, but not even eating. Not a customer. You don't even know if they work there, but they're reading. They're reading a paper. That's a good sign for a deli. So I was going, I had to go to Burbank recently, um, back and forth for a couple of times, and I kept passing by a deli. What's it called? Tom's Deli or something. It's called Tom's Deli. I don't want to put them on blast. I just did put them on blast. Um, it had a cool sign. Tom's Deli it had a little. I'm like, okay, this place looks. This looks promising. Looked beat beat down a little bit, which I like a little. little I don't want it to be too clean. The sign. The the name Tom's had the Italian flag in it, which is probably I should have took that as a bad sign, but I took it as a good sign because I wanted it to be good. That's the thing. When these delis are dying, you want them to be good. And there was no line. I know I talked about how I like lines, but not, not, not for, not, I don't like lines for daytime for sure. Nighttime. Give me, give me all the lines. Cause that takes care of my night. Daytime. I don't want a line. Like pink's hot dog is very famous out here in Los Angeles and Hollywood lines around the block. I like, I'm like, fuck, that's ridiculous. Why would you wait in that line for a hot dog? Especially our hot dogs aren't even that great. They're sloppy. They're, they're a mess. I mean, they're fine. But if I go buy Pink's hot dogs and there's no line, I kind of, I, I like sometimes I'll go in there because, all right, well, there's no line. Just to take advantage of no line. I don't even want a hot dog. I'm currently eating a hot dog. But give me another Pink's hot dog. There's no line. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. No line for this Tom's Deli. So I go, I go in this deli. <sighs> they have a Tom's special, which I'm not too keen on. A lot of hot chickens, a lot of. Things that they shouldn't be prevalent with. They shouldn't give me choice. I don't, first of all, I don't want all these choices. You, I want you to tell me what I should be getting. This is what you're getting. That's a good deli too. You get this. You get this sandwich. But the kicker was, and this is why I have no respect for this place. Order the Tom's, but whatever you make good, Italian, Tom's, whatever. Do you want it toasted? What? Do I want it toasted? No. I have no respect for your deli if you offer to toast my sandwich. Get the... F I should have walked right out of there. But I didn't. I got it to go. It, it was painfully mediocre. Piss poor mediocre. Well, but I should have known. Right there. They had a girl uh, sitting at the table. I did like how they had a girl sitting at the table. She wasn't reading anything. She wasn't doing anything. She was just on her phone. But she definitely worked there, but she didn't want to work there. She was just family. And a brother, I don't know what what they were. Every place in LA, um, it seems like a front. Every store, it seems like they don't have a like a license for what they do, or they have one license on the block and they all share it. Like if the feds are coming, here, here's for your salon, here's for your fucking donut shop. There's a thousand donut shops in LA too, and they're all they're all like they're all like donuts slash like jewelry. Or slash like speakers, like it's always something with something else. It's always they're deaf. Don't the donut places have to be fronts? I don't understand how everyone can be so fucking skinny, but they're eating donuts and burgers. But when you go in there to any one of these places, see, that's the thing with LA. They act like they have no idea how to run their own business. They act like they're 
like in the movies when when uh, when a place gets held up, you know, and they had the real owners tied up in the back. So then they keep running to register when new customers come in, so they they don't you know put any red flags that they just rob the place. So they start serving. That's what it's like. How much is this? What? Uh, I don't know. What's it say on there? Just give me five bucks. Sure, five. Take it. I don't care. Just get out of here. We have to get. We have to leave. That's what every real place in LA is like. Like the real owners are tied up in the back. But these guys are making it up on their spot. That'd be a funny thing if. Uh, that'd be a good sketch. People say that good web video. Guys rob a store. They tie up the owners and they start running the register and more customers keep coming in. So then they get stuck and then they have to. Uh, then they get into it though. They really like running to the Seven Eleven or something. They make new changes. They turn into a, fl- a, fl- a good business. Oh, God. Shipments are coming in Tuesday. What am I going to ever get out of here? Anyway. Um, so what was this about? Oh, yeah. Delis that offered a toaster sandwich. That was my man in the box segment. This is really, really Oh, I got to cut it off. Then I brought the food back. That was the other thing. I, got to, I was so upset about the uh, toasted sandwich. That I wanted to fucking. Oh man, did I not go to the box for this? Oh Jesus, I got so into it that I didn't even switch over to man in the box segment. That's what makes. That's why I bring the paper and the passion and the clipboards. God damn it! Deli sandwiches offered a toaster sandwich. Erica Kai says these places are also in no way happy. You came in right. They're always like what? I mean, there's. <laughs> Can I help you meanly? God, can't you see? Can't you see? We're having a day. We're existing. Like, like you just came into their home unannounced. So I got the food to go. I wasn't going to sit down and eat there once I offered the toast. I, mean, I knew it was going to be bad. Then I have to do that shameful thing because I live in a building with uh, a lot of. A lot of tenants, a lot of Airbnbers. So it's a lot of good-looking people coming in because they rent like for the month. Instagram influencer models and shit, <laughs> and a lot of other just random people. I hate getting caught in the elevator with a bag of food. That's embarrassing. Then you're going up and they're you're, they're staring at your food and they're making you doing a lot of judgments, which they should be. And you got to talk about the food, Chick Fil A, huh? Yep. Yep. You don't care about their uh, politics? No. No, I don't. Are they not one of the good billionaires of Chick-fil-A? Is that it? They're against gay marriage? No shit. They're closed on Sundays. They already told you they told you they're crazy. That's what I like about Chick-fil-A. They at least they say they're crazy. I don't I don't agree with their crazy politics, but they they don't they don't hide it. You tell me Colonel Sanders is for gay marriage? He's a fucking plantation owner, for Christ's sakes. You shot a guy. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, their menu is the shape of a church. Yeah, they're lunatics. They're fucking good. It's good food, though. There's money they lose not being open on a Sunday. I remember one time there was a, they tried to, they tried to back, they tried to, like, guerrilla interview style the CEO of Chick-fil-A and like try to get him to say something. But they don't care. They're not they're not ashamed of it. That's what's funny. So you can't paint them into a corner. Like, is it true? You guys are against gay marriage? Like, yep, sure am. Why? You didn't know that? 
All right. Well, thanks for telling me. We'll have another. We'll have another press conference announcing it. We believe that uh, yeah, you shouldn't get married. You're going to burn in hell. Who should get married is uh, delicious chicken sandwiches and waffle fries with some coleslaw. Marry that. Marry those ketchups. Um. <laughs> anyway. Good God. Yeah. So I was caught in the elevator with food. This thing is just dragging on. Just going. Um, I got. I got to stop this show. I got to stop the show. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll continue the man in the box elevator talk with my crazy neighbor, Judy. That's a fun update. That's why I'll be a man in the box next week. Um, so LA restaurants, delis don't offer a toaster sandwich. That's an absolute red flag that you don't know what you're doing. And you have the real owners tied up back. Anyway, check out me on Instagram. Good luck with all the good luck with all the games. There I go again. Wishing you, wishing you the luck of the Vikings out there. And as you try to luck box your into the way into a, another winning season. Um, yeah, that's it. Good night and bombs away. Play that techno song and get me out of here. Thank you for all your commentators.